Whether you're trying to save time or money, meal planning is an invaluable tool for anyone who wants to stay organized and enjoy nutritious and delicious meals, especially homesteaders. Isn't that our goal to get delicious meals on our family's plates? Today in this episode, we're going to be answering the question, is it possible to create a mouthwatering meal plan for a whole month? I'm going to share some tips and how to. Let's get growing. Hello and welcome to the Prages Plant Podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's you. Don't let the world hold you back. Pray. Just plant. Hello, fellow growers, and welcome to the Prages Plant Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Media, and today in season 11, episode 10, we're going to talk about meal planning. Uh, Last episode, we talked a little bit about the steps of meal planning in a purposeful kitchen, but today I want to take a little bit further and answer the question, is it possible to create a mouth-watering meal plan for a whole month? I'm going to give you some tips and tricks that are inside the Planning Beyond the Harvest planner, as well as walk you through just a few of the steps in the end of the planner that is the how-to. The how-to steps that I use to make Make a mouth-watering meal plan for a whole month. And I know that you can too. That's why I'm sharing these tips with you. Before we get into the tips, let's just talk about the benefits of meal planning. I have a whole another episode about benefits of meal planning. Number one, you can save time and you can save money. How do you save time? Well, you save time by reducing that what is for dinner at 5 p.m. time that you spend staring at your pantry or staring at your stove wondering what are you going to cook for dinner. You illuminate that stress that you might feel in that time because you already know and maybe because you already know you've already become efficient and gotten what you are going to cook out of the freezer. As homesteaders we preserve the harvest. We preserve our harvest and we put things in the freezer. We put things in jars on shelves and it saves time to know right in the morning when you have the energy to be able to run down to the freezer, run down to the pantry, run down to wherever your your harvest is and get those in ingredients out, especially when they're in the freezer. Now you have time to slowly defrost it. You don't have to throw it in the microwave to defrost it and partially cook it and zap microwaves into it. So that's how meal planning can save you time. It can also save you money. Well, especially as home growers, I think that we already are trying to save money by growing our own food. But what if that food that we have goes to waste or we don't utilize it and it just sits on our shelves? That was one big, huge problem that I had as a grower. I meal planned, but I didn't meal plan with the mindset of a homesteader. And I'm going to share a little bit of those tips today too, as well as I shared those tips in that previous episode, the five steps to meal planning in a purposeful kitchen. I think the strategy is completely different to a a regular meal plan where it's all about grocery shopping and making the grocery list. I think as, as growers, we need to come to it at a different point a few. What are some other benefits? Well, the other benefit is that you're going to be utilizing your harvest. One of the big things that I struggled with was, yes, I'd had a bumper green bean crop, but I didn't put green beans on my menu or didn't grab them as efficiently 
or as often as I should have to use them up before the next growing season. Now this isn't a problem if you canned your green beans because canned green beans can sit on the shelves for years. But what if you froze your green beans? Well, you have about six months to a year before those green beans can be freezer burnt or they just lose all the nutrients in them and they're not good anymore. Yes, you might be feeding the chickens, but didn't you want those green beans on your family's plate? So meal planning can help you utilize your harvest, which also can help you save money because you grew your harvest in the first place to save money. I think it's like a vicious cycle. But meal planning can do more than just save time and save money. It can eliminate stress and it can also bring in clarity. Maybe you're setting some goals and you want to make sure that you are accomplishing those as a homesteader in the kitchen. Uh, The purpose of growing kitchen, that stage is I think the most important stage of a growing journey. We spend lots of time thinking about the harvest, be thinking about growing the garden or growing the dairy goats and all of the things. But what is the purpose of all of that growing? It is to grow and bring nutritious food into our kitchen so that we can provide it for our family. So I think the purposeful kitchen stage is the most important stage. And in that previous episode, I don't want to say it over and over again, but in that previous episode, one of the steps is to create goals. So by meal planning, you can bring those goals to life. I think that's a benefit that many people don't really think about. But when you meal plan from a homesteader mindset, from a purposeful growing journey mindset, things can be a little bit different. And that's the tips that I'm going to be kind of sharing with you today is not only can you make a mouthwatering meal plan for a whole month, but you can also do it from a a homesteading mindset. You can do it with purpose. Our first tip, as a homesteader, one of the things that you probably already are doing or currently doing is you're creating a pantry. When you are storing up your harvest or buying things in bulk or stocking up, as the word would say, you are creating a pantry. And when we look at meal planning from a homesteader's point of view, that is the first place we should be going to create our meal plan. That is the first place that we should be stocking up to facilitate the meal plan that we want. A pantry is going to help you have everything you need on hand for a whole month or even beyond that. I personally, yes, store up lots of food from the garden, but I personally also buy dry goods in bulk. The store I buy my bulk flour and sugar just called me today and I have to go pick up my 50 pound bag of flour and my 25 pound bag of sugar. When you create a meal plan that is for a longer amount of time or vice versa, you create a pantry, you're going to be able to utilize it for longer and you're going to be able to plan accordingly when it comes to creating a meal plan and even grocery shopping. One huge benefit of the saving time is so that you don't have to spend all of your time at the grocery store or you don't have to spend all of your time shopping ads or running from one store to another store. When you shop or meal plan for a whole month or stock up as as a homesteader stocks up, you're saving time because you're going to be buying things in larger amounts. So you may only need to buy a 50 pound bag of flour every three months. Now flour is shelf stable for up to a year. Of course you want to put it in an airtight container, but it can be shelf stable. And even if you do the process of canning it, yes, you can actually can your flour. You just warm up that top lid to where it actually creates an airtight seal and it can last longer than that. 
when you are shopping for more things at a time, then you don't need to be constantly going to the grocery store for the the simple things that you already know are in your pantry. You only need to be restocking that pantry every month or every two months, depending on the things that you have in there. So if you want help figuring out when the best time are to stock up your pantry or when the best times are to preserve food uh, with the seasons, then I have a blog post series and I think an episode on the podcast as well that talks about the different foods that you can gather each season. For instance, with this idea of not having to always be at the grocery store, I might only buy apples. My orchard is not as fruitful as I hope it to be once a year and I stock up on them because in the fall, right now when this episode is coming out, is when apples are being picked. That's when they're fresh. Yes, you can still get apples in December and January and even next April. But those apples are going to be five to six to ten, who knows when you're getting them, months old. And they're put into storage. Apple trees don't produce apples all year long. Yes, there's apples all year long in your grocery store, but that doesn't mean that's when they're the freshest. And you want that nutrient-dense food for your family. So there's other things. What do I stock up in the winter, you might say? Well, that's when the dry goods are going to be hitting the shelves because all the wheat has come in and all the corn for your corn tortillas, so your corn flour and your flour and your dried beans, that's when those are restocked and happenstancely, right? Your grocery stores usually have a big stock up sale in the fall and that's why because they are getting flooded with all of these new uh, dry good products and they need to move it very quickly. They don't want it just sitting on their shelves. So that's another way you can kind of figure out when things are in season is when are they on sale. Also with the saving money, when you're building that pantry and you know that your meal plan is going to need a cheese like shredded cheese. I We don't make our own uh, goat milk into cheese. I buy shredded cheese just because it freezes a little bit better. I know that, okay, I'm going to need a certain amount of this to get through my meal plan every month. I kind of do the next tip and rinse and repeat, but I know that I'm going to need these things. And so when that cheese comes on sale, I might buy a couple more so that my freezer is stocked up with that. And that's what creating a pantry is going to do for you. It's going to have you have something and some place to shop from first. And when you do that, you're going to be utilizing your harvest as well. A lot of meal plans go at it from what do you want to cook first? And then they say, okay, let's go shopping. And that works if there's nothing thing in your pantry and no green beans stored up and no corn in the freezer and no fresh apple pie mixes in the freezer that that works but as a homesteader as someone who is stocking up and creating a pantry meal planning needs to be the reverse of that we need to start with our inventory first and then move into our list of things that we might need to additionally get the next tip that I've kind of alluded to is rinse and repeat I make a meal plan for a whole month and I rinse and repeat it. For instance, like I made sour cream enchiladas last week. They're not on my meal plan for this week and they won't be on my meal plan for another four weeks. So when I make it in four weeks, it's already been long enough in between times that 
my family is starting to crave it again. And I'm going to share some more tips about rinsing and repeating when we get to the how-to. But rinse and repeating is just meaning that you are creating maybe the meal plan. Maybe it's out of your favorite recipes or you liked a recipe and it was your family really loved it and you place it throughout the month so that it doesn't feel like you're constantly using it, but you still are using it over and over. This goes into the next tip as well. When you are constantly using a recipe over and over and over again, that doesn't mean it needs to be exactly the same recipe over and over again. So for example, I have Alfredo chicken. My oldest son loves pasta. He loves Italian night. That's another tip that I'm going to share with you. But does Alfredo night need to be the same every single month? No, it can change with the season. So one time I'll have chicken Alfredo, but with broccoli in it because it's fall and broccoli is in season or I might have it with spinach because spinach is in season in the spring or I might have it in the middle of the summer I won't put any vegetables inside the, the alfredo I have a big salad as a side dish so you can change up what your basic recipes are and rinsing and repeating them but you can change them up by the change of the seasons you can be changing certain ingredients in that so maybe you have stew on your menu in the fall but stew is a really something that you want to consume when it's cooler outside. So maybe in the summer, you're not going to have stew, but you're still going to use the same ingredients that would be in the stew. So maybe you're going to use stew meat and you're going to use the potatoes and the carrots and you're going to take it outside and you're going to put it in the little aluminum foil packets and cook it on the fire or out when you're camping and you're using the same ingredients, but it's in a different way. So you can rinse and repeat, but you can also change with the seasons. So those are my tips for you on creating mouth-watering meals for a whole month. But how do you do it? How do you create a pantry? How do you rinse and repeat? How do you change with the seasons? I've given some examples, but I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. Now creating a pantry, you need to dive into the, it's called the You Can Still Homestead Without Land series. And it talks about how you can go to the grocery store or go to farmer's markets and stock up a pantry and the things that you should have in your pantry to create a complete pantry. There's four blog posts, one for spring, fall, winter, and summer, and it goes through the different fruits and vegetables. And like I said, winter is all about dry goods and it helps you stock up. How to rinse and repeat. I'm going to cover that and also how to make a mouthwatering meal plan for a whole month from a homesteader's point of view. As I said before, all of these tips, all of these steps are included in my Planning Beyond the Harvest planner. This is a planner that I designed. It, it's undated so that you can use it and start it whenever throughout the year, but it walks you through the steps of creating a meal plan from a homesteader or purposeful grower's point of view. It also has all of the sheets that you need inside there to do this. In the previous episode, I talked about how you need to write down your recipes and keep them all in one place. This will do that for you. It has a section where you can keep write your recipes down and there's also a section on preserving notes and then in the back section is all the meal planning and I'm going to jump to that section here in this episode and go over those few little bits. So the first thing you need to do and inside my planner has these pages for you is you need to take an inventory. You need to take an inventory of your stock of what you have collected from your garden, from your homestead, what you have on your shelves, what you have in your freezer so that when you create your meal plan or go to the next step of finding recipes you will know what 
what's down there. So you're going to be utilizing your harvest. You work really hard to get that harvest to grow and you worked really hard to preserve it. Now is the time to get your goal to the finish line and provide that healthy food for your family. So that's where you need to start with the meal plan is you need to start in that pantry that we already talked about, but you need to take an inventory. In the planner, I have several pages that you can take an inventory either once a month. I have it in there for once a month, but you can take it every three months, however you wish to do it. And having an inventory that is not only physical with a list and how many you have is going to help with the meal planning process, make it a little bit more streamlined because you're going to have it right there inside the planner. You'll open to that inventory and say, okay, I have lots of green beans. I only have a few corn. And then you're going to make your meal plan. You're going to utilize what you have. And you're not having to run down to the freezer every single month or every single time you meal plan and say, oh, I have this or oh, I have that. So taking an inventory is going to really help you. And it's definitely going to help you shop from your larder first. The next step is to create a list of recipes. And as I said before, with the rinse and repeat tip is you want want it just to be the basics. What are the basics things that you are going to cook so that you can change them up to fit the seasons or you can change them up to fit your family's favorites. Maybe they have decided that they really like Italian meatball soup but you normally make spaghetti and meatball. Well, you can easily change up that recipe. It takes the same ingredients of tomatoes, of the meatballs and all the things, but it's, it is cooked longer or it's watered down a little bit more and then you might put a different side with it. So create your recipe list and you want to get to about 30 and think of them as just the basics. Now, some tips here to help you create that list is go first to your family's favorites. What are the things that you're cooking all the time because it's being requested and you preserved your broccoli because you wanted to use this recipe. So pick that recipe to put in this plan. Then also you can be thinking about themed nights. So I mentioned the Italian night. We also have a Mexican night or a taco night as I could say it. And we we do tacos in a different way. So I might make tacos one week. I might make quesadillas the next week. I might make the sour cream enchiladas that I've told you about. Or I might make grilled burritos. All of those still use some of the basic ingredients the tacos need. But the recipe changes up just a little bit. So you're just coming at it the same ingredients from a different viewpoint. So that might help you make your list a little bit longer in your recipes. So the next thing you're going to do, which has nothing to do with meals or recipes, but look at your weekly schedule. Are there certain days of the week that you are overtired? Friday, definitely for me. I want something simple to cook on a Friday. Or are you going to Bible study every Wednesday? Or do you have 4-H meetings or something happening every Monday? What is a weekly schedule that you have, but not only all the details, but look for patterns. What patterns are you seeing in your weekly schedules that go throughout the month that might repeat that you can plan your meals a little bit around so that when you're exhausted on Friday, you're making a meal that is easy, that maybe only takes 15, 20 minutes like quesadillas or something. Or maybe you have something coming up on Friday, so you need to plan something that you can put in the crock pot that morning and it'll be ready to go so that you can eat and head to the thing that you have scheduled. So what is your weekly schedule? But also look for patterns. What patterns occur every week and kind of go throughout the month? 
month. The next step is then you're going to create your grocery list according to your budget. So what budget do you have? Do you budget to spend money on groceries every month or do you budget to spend groceries every week? So make your grocery list according to that. So if you go grocery shopping every week, then make a grocery list for every week. Uh, This is going to mean that you might have to pick out your recipes earlier than the week to make sure that when you go grocery shopping you can have that list there or you can pick out you'll have to pick your recipes out that the beginning of every week so that you can go grocery shopping from that list as well. I have not said anywhere yet for you to put certain recipes on certain days yet. That is going to take time and it's going to take fine tuning but you can create your grocery list and you can also create your grocery list of what's already down in your inventory. I have a master list in my bullet journal. I just started bullet journaling. I really love it. But I have a master list of all the things that I commonly get at the grocery store that I need to keep stocked up on. And I also have things that are, you know, spur of the moment. I personally like to go grocery shopping once a week. I do a large bulk of my grocery shopping in the beginning of the month, but then throughout the week is when I just buy the fresh fruit that my family enjoys, like oranges and bananas and yogurt and things that are more on a dated time schedule than once a month. But make a grocery list according to your budget. Also make a grocery list for your inventory so you know what you always need to have in stock for your inventory so you can have a master list. And all of this is inside the planner. Each of these things that I'm suggesting has a work page or has a page that you can fill these things out and move forward each of these steps. The next thing is you're going to create your menu, tying in all the previous elements that we talked about. Now when you sit down and you know that by looking at your weekly schedule that Fridays are really hard for you to make some elaborate meal, you know that Fridays you're not going to pick any of the elaborate meals that you have in those recipes. You're going to pick some quick ones. Or you might know that every Monday, like myself, I go to town and that's when I do my grocery shopping. So I want a crock pot meal that day. So that's the day I'm going to pick a crock pot meal. Am I writing exactly what crock pot meal that I want? Yes, you can if you want to fill out each of your month spreads ahead of time if you're using the planner. Or what I do is I run through the list. I've got 30 recipes. I fill in my one week meal plan. I accomplish that meal plan. And then the next Sunday, I look back at the recipes. I mark off the ones that we've already cooked and I pick seven more recipes. So you want to create your menu now for your whole month, either all together or you want to create it week by week or however you uh, grocery shop or however you budget however your budget or your paycheck comes in maybe it's every two weeks but those are the basic steps you want to write down your inventory so that you can shop from your inventory first you want to create a list of recipes but you want to stick to the basics so you can change things up with the seasons and that you can continue to rinse and repeat and then you want to find your weekly schedule look for any pattern look for pattern in your meal plan as well. Maybe you have spaghetti, lasagna, and pizza, and you want to make sure that you don't cook those all in the same week. Maybe you have a night that's going to be Italian night, and then you can spread them out throughout the month. Making a delicious, nutrient-dense meal plan for a whole month doesn't need to be as complicated as it sounds and it's going to help you take the benefits of meal planning to the next step. You're going to save time, you're going to save money, and you're going to make sure as a homesteader that you're going to get your nutritious, delicious harvest 
on your family's plates. Now, if this is something that's really enticing you and you want to learn more and you want to learn more about the planner and all of the things that I've been talking about, then join me in the Eat Your Harvest at Every Meal Meal Planning Challenge. The live challenge is going to be October 16th through the 20th, but it's going to also be available later. So if you're listening to this episode and you missed the challenge, that doesn't mean you've missed it. You can still get into it, but you will have missed the live element where I'm going to be having a live question and answer class as well as a class that will go and expand even more on meal planning from a homesteader's point of view. So I want to thank you for joining me today in this episode of the Pray Just Plant podcast. If you are new here, I want to welcome you to the Red Ridge Fellowship of Fellow Growers. I want to thank you for listening. And as always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. This episode is brought to you by the Eat Your Harvest at Every Meal Meal Planning Challenge. This challenge is going to be held this October, October 16th through the 20th. It's a five-day challenge where I'm going to dive into topics and instructions on how you can make a meal plan straight from your harvest. Are you like me and struggle to take those delicious looking jars off your shelves and consume them every night? Are you struggling to take the nutrient dense food that you grew and get them on your family's plate every night? Are you still resorting to your old meal plan and your old ideas of what to cook for dinner? I want to help you break out of that. I want to help you not only break out of that, but take the stress away from meal planning. I want to show you how you can make a stress-free meal plan and include your harvest too. So join me in the Eat from Your Harvest at Every Meal Meal Planning Challenge this October. The live challenge will be held October 16th through the 20th. If you're listening after this episode, you can still get into the challenge. It just won't be the live. You'll get access to the replay. To get signed up, go to the link in the description below. So I hope to see you there. This episode is brought to you by 